Greetings. I'm Haruyu Ya Asan Anu, and in this segment, we'll be covering the energy of Ochosi. Ochosi is the brother of Ogun and Shango. Similar to the two of them, Ochosi is a hunter. Uh, he's extremely uh, well versed in herbs, as well as the layout of of the land in some systems he's also an, an archetype of agriculture uh very very similar to ogun um in terms of uh character but also in terms of offerings that you would bring uh the same offerings that you would bring to ogun you can pretty much bring to ochosi it's one of the reasons why for those who have received ogun uh, when you do receive ogun typically you will receive ochosi or if you uh get an opportunity to ever see uh, up close or see inside of a, an Ogun pot, uh, you'll, you'll typically always see uh, an archery set or a metal bow and arrow. Sometimes people don't realize that it's actually a bow and arrow, uh, but it looks like a, a W almost, um, but it's a metal bow and arrow. And that represents uh, Ochosi. Of course, Ogun is a hunter as well, but... Um, you know, there are different aspects to even Ogun. So that the hunter aspect to Ogun, it can also represent itself as his brother Ochosi. In Apollo systems, he would be Matalumbo. Uh, in the uh, Zodiacal system, he would be uh, Sagittarius. Okay, so we're dealing with the energy of the archer. The energy of the archer. Another key connotation that uh, we have with Ochosi is that Ochosi is said to uh, his home is said to be the jail so he's an he's an Orisha who actually is a patron over bondage and captivity uh, this has come from his association with the Middle Passage Ma'afa African Holocaust where uh, while the enslaved Africans were in chains it was said that they were guided over and watched over by Ochosi now we of course know coming through the Middle Passage, they were also watched over by Oshun, they were also watched over by Yemoja, they were also watched over by Olokun and all the other various uh, water energies. There were even of course some Ebos or there were some sacrifices that were given to the water energies um, where some willingly uh, chose to be sacrifices uh, to the water energies in order to um, further the mission. Okay, so uh, that is the connection that you'll have with Ochosi with jail houses. So a lot of times when you find yourself in trouble with, uh, well, in a, in a, in a spot, let's say with, um, with the, with law enforcement and you find yourself in a situation where you may be incarcerated. Uh, the first one you typically want to go to is Ochosi. All right. Um, Ochosi is, is very good and very effective for that. Um, Ochosi's colors usually will see Ochosi as uh, turquoise, sometimes turquoise and um, green, like a, um, uh, I guess you'd say like a forest green. Uh, sometimes you'll see Ochosi uh, turquoise and uh, maroon as well. Uh, and you'll even sometimes see Ochosi as turquoise or light blue, like a uh, sky blue uh, with, with white. Okay, so these are the various color schemes that you'll see. But of course, again, you see the connection with the turquoise. Turquoise is an excellent, excellent, excellent um, element to use for your ritual work and just to wear on you and keep on you. 
uh, and we'll get into that. I think I'm gonna do a show at some point, uh, just just dealing with stones and metals, um, because uh, really I, I know for each energy that I've gone through, I haven't really gotten too much into those connections the crystals the rocks the stones and metals for each one and i do that on purpose but i probably will just dedicate a show uh to that just just getting into that more but um yeah definitely you know if you find yourself in a jam with the law oh chosi and what i'm gonna do because we've kind of covered some of the mentality of what you need to have you know or the type of mentality that you need to have in order to do this type of work so i'm actually going to give you you know, a few techniques of working with Ochosi and you should have more uh, success <laughs> and empowerment with your rituals at this point based on if, if you've listened to the, the previous three, I think three, three um, broadcasts, uh, the first one being, you know, why your rituals and prayers don't work. And then spirituality or religion part one, spiritual spirituality or religion part two. If you haven't listened to those and you're just tuning in, I would suggest you go back and listen to those those past three. All right. Um, I keep the broadcast pretty short um, and that's related to our all Chosey piece today, too. So, you know, it's really nothing because it's short. It's nothing for you to listen to a couple of them in one shot. Uh, oh, Chosey. Now that we've gotten through some of the, the basics, the standards that we of what we know about Ochosi, uh, there's a couple of things you got to keep in mind. Number one, he is the tracker, Orisha. He is the tracker. Now, we know when you're hunting, you have, you know, hunting and tracking. You know, you have to track your game, you know, and then you once you track it, you hunt it down. So look at it like this. Ochosi tracks it. Ogun hunts it or Ogun kills it. All right. But you need Ochosi first to chart your path, to chart which way to go. That's why Ochosi is critical. Unfortunately, uh, you don't hear a whole lot about Ochosi. Um, people usually go right from Ogun to Shango to Eshu. But Ogun, Shango, Eshu, and Ochosi are all very similar and very tight with each other now again as i've said on, on on many occasions that that you need to keep in mind that these energies have been anthropomorphized for us to better understand them so when we say that ogun shango and oshosi are brothers uh you got to keep in mind that that's just dealing with these these are energies that work together okay um for instance, in Palo, you have Matalumbo, but he has an assistant, uh, Katende. Now, knowing this, what it actually does is it, you know, aside from understanding, knowing, and being able to memorize the traditions, what it actually does is it helps us to understand what energies to invoke while we're trying to invoke a primary, primary energy or trying to resolve a primary issue. Uh, Ochosi being a tracker and being one that deals with archery, that means we're dealing with uh, straight ahead paths. Uh, it is said that his arrows never miss their target. Okay, uh, and it's a story about that with Yemoja. I think I actually broke that story down in a previous um, broadcast. But um, there was a story before where he actually killed Yemoja, Yemoja being his mother. Uh, because he shot an arrow off, um, aiming it in the direction of someone who 
he had felt violated him or an offering that he was leaving. Um, and he said, you know, basically, whoever did this, I'm going to shoot my arrow in the air. And whoever did this is the one who's going to be who's going to get hit. So he, you know, shoots the arrow, follows it down, comes to find out it was Jamonja. Now, the significance of the story is also um, the killing of the mother or the killing of the um, the roots. OK, so this is kind of also a story. I guess it even speaks about people like me to a degree where um, I have a strong affinity and acknowledgement for my traditional culture. But I also understand that a lot of that needs to die in order for something new to be reborn that is framed off of that that previous culture, but is more relevant and more powerful for the now time. Okay, so that that story kind of even speaks of a foreshadowing of in order to track the new solution. One of the things that had to happen at a certain time or have to happen at a certain time is killing off what's known to be as the the mother mores or the mother norms or the mother traditions. Okay, um, and again, I'll I'll repeat uh, because I'm still uh, getting a couple of <laughs> emails in there, even though I, I thought I explained it pretty well, but um, I, I'm not. Yes, I am initiated traditionally, but I'm not loyal to any traditional system. Okay, I'm loyal to all traditional systems, but I'm most loyal to my own. So what does that mean when I say I'm not loyal to any, but loyal to all? There's no one system that I, I will ever advocate as being the way or having the complete answer for what I need. And those who I consider to be my people need in this day and time. I have not found that system. And the truth is the system doesn't exist and it never has existed. There is no complete system. They've all been invaded. So I use um, traditional indigenous systems as if I'm in a restaurant looking at a menu. And I pick and I go through. I study all of them and I pick and choose what I need for my nutrition and for my furtherance and for my growth. OK, uh, now you don't have to do it that way. You can find one tradition and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. But one of the things you'll find out the more you study is that the people who practice traditionally, like the, the real, you know, roll up your sleeves, getting down and dirty uh, people who really practice, they do it the exact same way. Uh, the more I've been moving in this way uh, in terms of my own spiritual practices and my own magic and seeing the effectiveness of everything that I do, um, the more I've met people who I would have thought maybe because they came from certain backgrounds would have uh, came with a whole lot of preachiness. But they've advocated the same things to me. You know, and have given me the the nod. Yeah, you know, keep doing it. And I'm obviously I'm speaking about elders who are much older than than I am, um, who have been in these traditions um, for as long as I've been alive. You know, so uh, with that said, you know, we have to kind of learn more of a freestyle sometimes when we when we're doing things. Um, I I'm not knocking anyone who wants to go by the book and who wants to go by exactly how they were taught that's that's fine if that's that's what you're doing that's not what i'm doing so to uh try to hold me or my students to that measurement or that reference point is uh a waste of time 
So I just make it easy for you by just telling you, no, I don't. Um, now I can break those traditional systems down. I can speak to you about them. I speak the languages and all that. But um, here and now, I'm talking about giving you something that you can use that's powerful and that's effective and that um, can't be messed with, you know, and it's indisputable, not something that you can memorize because it makes you feel good because um, you're connecting to a lost legacy. You can connect to a lost legacy by becoming uh, the members of that legacy. You know, you can study the Camites and you can study the, 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 the Nod or, or the Lemurians or the, or the Atlanteans. You can study all of these ancient cult cultures, Ethiopians. Um, but why don't you just be them? So the best thing to study more so than customs and traditions is to study the philosophy that birthed the works that we see in these cultures. You know, really study the African philosophy. You know, you could study the African religions, but then you're just really scratching the surface. Once you study the African philosophy, then when you go into certain places, you'll start seeing the village. You'll go into the hood. You could be in South Philly, you know, Chicago, New York, Houston. You know, you could be in any of these types of these places, L.A. and uh, Detroit, and you'll see the village. Because you'll start to see how things are moving. You'll see the underlying energy in the movement. Now, this takes us back to Ochosi. Ochosi is the tracker um, who has the keen ability of astral travel, which allows us to see through the unseen. See the solution that lives within your unseen. Now, one of the tragedies that occurs with Ochosi is... Um, when we misspell his name, you'll find several spellings for Ochosi. But uh, remember with Yoruba, uh, the pronunciations of certain words are different. Like, you know, Orisha, a lot of times we'll see it as O-R-I-S-H-A. But it's actually O-R-I-S-A. The S is a sh. So even with Shango, it's really S-A-N-G-O, not S-H-A-N-G-O. In some cultures, you'll see it as C-H-A-N-G-O. Or sometimes you'll even see it as X-A-N-G-O. This is because in those particular languages, uh, the sh is not pronounced or spelled out in the same way we might in English. So, for instance, in Spanish, you're going to find most of the times all of the, the S's or the sh are turned into C-H's. So Shango becomes Chango. Okay. Now, if you don't really know how to pronounce your, your Spanish isn't tight and you read it, you're going to say Chango, you know, um, but it's actually Shango. Uh, the beauty that I find in, in this, the Latin, Latin Orisha tradition, whether it be Candomblé or Division 21, Santeria, you know, um, Lukumi. What I love about what they've done is that they've created something they've taken from the root, but created something based on where they're currently at. Now, a lot of people uh, who don't know, you know, have spoke, speak, spoken against Santeria and Lukumi. You know, I've heard um, and we're not going to mention any names because I'm not really into that, but I've just heard some people online who are well known. And one person in particular 
always seems to have something slick to say about Lukumi. Sometimes it's not even slick. Sometimes it's blatant. But, um, and this is a person who, in my my opinion, is just lucky that someone even initiated him. Um, because some would say he doesn't even have any business being in the tradition. Um, and those of you who are using your Ochosi and your Oya energy and are invoking that psychic, you probably know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, but I'm not even going to empower that person by mentioning their name because I've heard them say some very uh, disrespectful things uh, towards the Lukumi tradition. And again, I am not initiated in the Lukumi tradition. I'm not a part of any Lukumi house. Okay, but I respect it. I respect Santeria um, because, you know, one of the complaints that sometimes people have is the use of the saints, you know. Um, but again, things need to be adaptable. If, if, if one can relate to a picture of St. Francis or St. Saint, Saint Michael or, or, or Barnabas quicker than they can um, an old ancient statue, and that gets them to where they need to go, then so be it. Whatever gets you there, you use it. Whatever it is, I don't care if it's sniffing oils at the perfume counter at a department store, if that brings you to a place of ecstasy and now all of a sudden you see things clear or if it's just getting colonics, you know, whatever it is that takes you there, you use that. That's the problem with people who are unholy, uh, have an unholy commitment to tradition without really having a commitment to results and effectiveness. So Ochosi, being the archer, being the astral traveler, uh, you invoke Ochosi first to scout out the solution for what you want to get done. I kind of mentioned this in my book, Grasping the Root of Divine Power a little bit with the whole Ochosi piece, but you use Ochosi first. Okay, the same way you would invoke Ogun, you can pretty much Ocho in, I'm sorry, invoke Ochosi the same way. Okay, now the whole science of the whole arrow with the, the bow and arrow, all this represents is this. This is an energy that it shoots something into the heavens, because an arrow goes where? Into the into the air, right? So you remember the, the air or going above, that's Olorun. Olorun means owner of the heavens. Or owner of the sky. Sometimes you'll see Olorun again translated as sky god. Keep in mind, we're not talking about gods. We're talking about avatars or archetypes. Ochosi is an avatar for astral travel. Ochosi is an avatar for astral travel. Okay? So the arrow goes up into the air. And it hits something. And then it comes down with that something. Okay, so that's the same thing you do when you astral travel. There's a lot of people who email me or call me or a lot of clients I work with. That's one of the first things they want to get into. It's funny because the children, they always want to levitate. Uh, they always want to fly. I was, you know, because I always tell them about, you know, our ability to fly. You know, um, even as documented in the narratives, the enslaved narratives that we have here. And those also that were um, taken to Haiti, uh, we have a lot of uh, documents that specify where, where people had to say people got up and flew back home. Uh, so they always want to fly. And the adults, you know, after they want to get the rituals to get their mate, you know, um, 
they want to astral travel. Uh, you astral travel when you dream at night anyway. Okay, that's just something that you do automatically. Uh, what you want to do is astral travel with a purpose, of course. Uh, but Ochosi is an expert astral traveler. We have three Arisha who are really heavy when we want to get into the astral travel that we can we can invoke. One being Ochosi, the other one Oya, and uh, the other one Oshun. These are master astral travelers. Okay, so but with Ochosi, he's not only astral traveling, but he scouts out the direction that you need to go in. See, you can have the brute force of Ogun. You can have the creativity and the courage of Shango. You can even have a way and an opportunity be opened up for you uh, by a shoe. But which one, <laughs> which direction do you put all that courage and force into? Which opportunity do you take? Well, here, this is where Ochosi comes in. All right. So you invoke Ochosi and you work with Ochosi for that purpose. Uh, some of the metals that you want to have with you uh, are, of course, turquoise, you know, stone, but um, quartz. OK, turquoise, quartz and copper. OK, these these are sacred to Ochosi. And what I was speaking about before was a tragedy. I'm going to get back to this, but the tragedy in spelling his name um, as O-C-H-O-C-I. I see that sometimes or O-C-H-O-S-I. Or O-S-H-O-S-I. His name is spelled O-S-O-O-S-I. That's O-S-O-O-S-I. It looks like uh, Osusi, but it's Ochosi or Oshosi. Now, the significance of that spelling gets back into the astral travel piece. Uh, you have Oso, which is the first part of the name, which that term uh, implies or connotes magic or sorcery. Okay, Oso. Then you have Osi. Osi, for those who've read my book, you know that Osi is the left quadrant of the Opon Ifa. Okay, you have Osi on the left, you have Otun on the right, you have Ori in the north, and in the south, you have Eshe. Okay, but let's get back to the left. The left side of that Opon Ifa is, uh, which we said is OC, uh, represents the feminine side of the Opon. Uh, as well as if we're casting Odu Ifa, we know that the two legs of our of our Odus, we have a left and right leg. The right leg being the masculine or that which is apparent, the left being that which is hidden or contracted. So it's the same thing. With the Opon Ifa, the left side is that which is contracted or hidden or in the dark or spiritual. The right side is that which is moving, is expanded, which is active and which is seen, which is, which is most important. The part that is seen. Now, uh, in the Opon Ifa, on the right hand side, we have the Odu Ogunda. Now, in Ogunda, Ogun, we have Ogun. This is the... the the uh, Odu that Ogun lives in. Okay, notice that it's on the right side where there is movement, but most importantly, where there is manifestation of something new, of, of a new day. On the left side of the Opon is where we have the sunset, where things are dying, it's water. Okay, so, and I'm not going to get too, too, because I know I probably already, you know, 
lost a couple. So I'm not going to get too heavy into the Odoo's yet. We, we're going to have our Odoo lessons for those who are taking classes with me. All right. Uh, I don't want to give give all that away on the on the show because it gets real deep, as some of you know. But anyway, so let's keep it. We all know Chosi. So on the left side, we have the feminine nature. Now, for those of you who study Kabbalah, and if you don't get into Kabbalah, you're going to be learning it in the classes anyway. You have the left side, which is the pillar of severity. You have three three pillars. You know, the one on the left, the middle, and the right. The one on the left is feminine. It's also called the black pillar. Okay? So, and the one on the right is the masculine one, of course. And they both, together, they give birth to the middle pillar. So, but on the left-hand side, on the pillar of severity, uh, is where you have all of that dark, unseen action going on. But you have... Uh, on that side, you have Hod, uh, Gebra, and you have Bina. These are the leaves, the, or the names of the leaves, for those that don't know, that are on that side of that of the tree. The tree is broken up into three sections. And those particular leaves, or as we call them, Sephiroth, but we'll just say leaves for right now, those leaves are all masculine. So now you have the masculine leaves existing in the feminine part of the tree this of course brings balance but how does this relate to Ochosi who his name is the sorcerer on the left side or the magic from the left um, and also I mean, I'm sorry OC also it deals with the left hand by the way okay because like Eshe the bottom of the opon is leg OC and Otun are actually left and right right hands okay so the sorcerer on the left hand what this actually means is whereas Ogun cuts through the path cuts through the bush that we can see okay he cuts through the obstacles that are apparent and blatant in front of us we have Ochosi who tracks and finds a way like water through the obstacles that we cannot see so he finds the most uh, advantageous path to follow the most logical one the most beneficial one or finds where there are no obstacles whatsoever okay so whereas Ogun cuts through what's seen Ochosi cuts through what is not seen so he's an electric energy because remember Ochosi is male and, and we went through this male is electric female is man magnetic male is expansive female is contractive okay so male is movement female is stillness so you have movement Ochosi is this movement that is occurring now in a place where there is no movement okay in a place where there's nothing but emotions and spirit because the left side of the of the opon deals with emotions as well it's watery the right side is fire the north side is air the south side is earth okay so you have this hunter this tracker who is traveling through the left traveling through the dark okay he's able to see where no one else can see so when it comes to problem solving you go to him first after you invoke Eshu because we know it's the gate opener but you go to Ochosi even prior to Ogun now again some will tell you it doesn't matter you can invoke Ogun because automatically Ochosi is invoked however you feel it I'm telling you something that definitely works um, and then you can put your own graffiti on it afterwards but you go to Ochosi 
to chart out the way, track where I need to go. You go to Ogun to clear whatever may be in the way based on where you need to go. And you go to Shango to give you the courage and the over the oversight to see what needs to really happen. What's how this thing is going to is going to uh, map out for you. OK, so that left hand deals with things that are being done in the dark. So let's say, for instance, if you need to do whether it be magic, ritual, whatever, but you need to do it in a manner that's um, private. Okay, you can work with Ochosi for that. Now, what does it mean to work with Ochosi? I'm going to give you a real simple um, way to work with Ochosi. Real simple. Okay, because um, remember, we're dealing with the archery now. So, first thing you could do is take up archery. And, and I know it sounds like, well, wait a minute, that's not magic. It actually is. Because remember, you are Ochosi. So, when you go and you take up archery, in effect, Ochosi is being more Ochosi-like, <laughs> okay, which now invokes the powers that Ochosi comes with and, and invokes those abilities. So that's one simple way, but here's another way. But keep that in mind. I don't want you to brush that to the side. You can even have a bow and arrow set in your house, okay? Uh, what I like to do is I like to make my own arrows, okay? I even make my own bows too, but, you know, you can get artistic with it if you want. You can get, you know, some wood and you can make your own bow and arrows with some twine, you know, and just start really paying attention to, well, what does this actually mean? Because remember, these energies want to have intelligent conversations. So they also want you to even understand the esoteric uh, value of their symbology. An arrow will go straight. OK, that's key. So when you're having trouble with focus in your life you can go to Ochosi because Ochosi does one thing at a time I'm, so I'm only going to shoot one arrow at a time he only can shoot one arrow at a time and that pointed arrow represents cutting through distraction um, unseen obstacles and even the um, the confusion of over intellectualizing because remember arrow goes through the air now air as we know represents the intellect okay so shooting that arrow is shooting through a whole lot of dead intelligence that's in the in the way in order to hit the target okay now you can just even you can invoke and come up with these these understandings just by shooting an arrow okay or by looking at an arrow look at some videos you know of archery look at the symbol for Sagittarius understand that more you know uh, even the centaur who, you know, always it was half man, half beast, but always had the arrow, the bow and arrow. You know, pay attention to things like that um, to help you kind of understand more what that arrow energy is about and how it relates to astral travel. Um, some of the pictures you'll see, even with Ochosi, uh, you'll see him shooting the arrow and the arrow will be going up um, like with the voodoo tarot. It's going up into the stars. Now, what this represents is, again, the astral realms. It hits a star and brings it back down. Okay, so it, it, it goes and gets a solution from the higher realms, from the astral realms, and brings it back down to Earth for us to process, to understand, and to make use of. Okay, so what you could do is you can get the bow and arrow set. Another real simple thing you could do, you could take a, a white plate. Okay, uh, you take white cornmeal white cornmeal okay spread it out over the plate 
And you can also do this uh, on the floor, too, depending on, you know, if you have the space, whatever your setup is like. And you're going to draw a cross on that plate. Now, on the top, pointing up, you're going to create an arrow. So there'll be an arrow. So basically going to make like an arrow pointing upwards or northwards. And then you're going to have another arrow pointing to the west or to the left. Okay, so you can even get fancy and, and put the uh, feather quills on the bottom of the arrow. Like if you want to try to sketch that in with your finger, whatever you can do that. And then what you just do is you start once you have that, you start feeding it. You don't need to feed it um, smoked tobacco, which you can burn for Ochosi is frankincense. Frankincense works very well for Ochosi because frankincense brings the sharpness of thought. Okay, so you can burn frankincense, you can burn ginger, you can burn uh, celery seeds, uh, you can burn um, asafoetida. Okay, um, that's real strong when you burn it. <laughs> you'll, you'll see if, you, if you've never used it before. It's also called wolf bait because it actually is used as wolf bait. It's, it's real strong, um, which is interesting. It's wolf bait and it's connected to Ogun, again, the dog. But um, you can use those. And um, you can put those in, in on that plate or in front while you're burning that. And what you're going to just do is start saying the praises or the arikis of Ochosi. Okay. I'm going to put those up on my site when I'm done. So I'll have some up there for you. But um, aside from that, you just think about what you need. You can make your own invocation. Uh Ochosi, the one who was always able to scout out the solution before anyone else. Ochosi, the one who killed his own mother with his own arrow. Ochosi, the one who lives in the left and sees what others don't see. Ochosi, you are the master astral traveler. See, these are praises. Worship and praise just means to identify and acknowledge the characteristics of a thing. Okay? And by doing that, you invoke that thing. So, you don't always have to use a lot of language and verbiage that you don't get now sometimes it's good to do that because it and and not if not in the language that you speak but sometimes it's good to speak another language because it 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 clears up the um the potential or removes the potential of your mind to start disputing the things that are being said so for instance if you say Ochosi the one who always finds the best solution then your mind might say because it, you know your mind wants to trip you up and it, keep things messed up whatever it is you're trying to fix your mind might say oh no Oshun finds the solutions now all of a sudden your ritual starts losing strength so sometimes it's good to do things in another language but this is something real simple that you could do and then what you can do is um, take water give that as an offering in the middle of where the um, plate is and you can also give white gin white gin Everclear is best if you can get Everclear I think that's yeah that's considered gin um, you can't buy it everywhere but it's like a uh, hundred and one proof something like that or, or more I think um, but I use Everclear just about for everything um, but you can use that and you will invoke Ochosi and you then say, point me to the way to where I need to go. After that, then you can start giving uh, to Ogun. You can give more to Eshu, clear the ways, clear the roadways, you know. Um, but you have to know for sure that Ochosi did scout out the best answer. And that's where, of course, your knowing comes in. Now, here's another easy one. Uh, you're going to first make a tea using ginger. Uh, maple, anise, basil, 
allspice, and most importantly, clove. Okay, you're going to make that tea. You're going to combine that uh, together. You, you let that heat up. Usually, I'll, I'll heat it for like an hour, you know, or you could even let it, let it sit and steep uh, by itself, you know, for a couple of days. After you make that tea, uh, you can go into a wooded area. I like to do this best in the woods. And um, you want to get tobacco. Usually, I like to do it by the bag. And you're going to make a circle with the tobacco. Okay? Make a circle with the tobacco. Within that circle, you're going to pour that tea while you're calling forth Ochosi. Ochosi, I call you. Or Ochosi Mopeo. Ochosi Mopeo. Ochosi Mopeo. Okay, you can also say Mojuba Ochosi. I give honor to Ochosi, Ochosi Tutu, while you're pouring out this tea libation that you've made, um, which is made of his, his herbs, some of his herbs, of course. Um, you make that, and then what you do is you then take some of that tea, you save some, and you cup your hand, you put it over your, your first eye. So you let the tea kind of drip down your face over your first eye. Ochosi's number is seven. So for this, you're going to also need seven uh, cigars, okay? Seven cigars. You're going to light the seven cigars with your own mouth, okay? So you might be a little out of breath, and you're going to place them around that circle, the seven cigars, okay? Also, uh, what you're going to use for this, this time is dark rum. I suggest Palo Viejo. I love Palo Viejo. I use it for everything. Um, you can use Palo Viejo rum. You're going to blow it out of your mouth or spit it out of your mouth however best you could do it you know if you're new to it you're going to spit all over your, the front of your shirt don't worry about it you'll get better at it as time goes um but you're going to go into the four directions and then of course into the middle of the circle and you're going to give that to ochosi and matalumbo and the spirit of sagittarius and the archer okay now once you do that 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 is your invocation you can then now ask for the things that you want. For instance, if you have someone who is doing you dirty, okay, what you could do is you go out there with three arrows, three arrows, okay? And with those three arrows, you cover them with the rum. So you can spit on them with the rum. You say, I baptize you for the purposes of what I'm getting ready to do. And you throw the arrows as far as you can. Each time before you do it, you say, Ochosi, this arrow is for you. This arrow goes back to my home, okay? And this arrow here to protect my home. And this arrow goes to the person who is trying to mess with me. I know that your arrows will never miss and you will keep me protected, okay? So that's a simple ritual. And, you know, there's variations on it. I'm just giving you the basics of it. Um, but, you know, in class, we'll actually get much, much, much more deeper into... Um, different rituals and how to even come up with your own rituals which is the key like i said those are the most powerful ones but that's a basic ochosi um invocation that never fails i still use an invocation similar to that my even me myself okay so again I'm, I'm only giving you even in the classes i'm giving you what has worked for me what is tried and proven not something that i just read out of a book and if i did read it out of a book believe that i tried it used it and may have made variations based on what I saw or felt was going to work better. And those are the things that I'm showing to you. But he's even showing you the flex points and where you can create your own variations uh, once you develop a level of proficiency and, you know, acquainting yourself with these energies and knowing them. OK, so 
again that's that's all for um ochosi our master healer keep in mind that he is a master healer so you can also invoke him for issues dealing with justice he's said to be the uh justice bringer of, of obatala so he's similar to shango in that sense where he's always making sure um he's he's things are done right and things are done to people who do wrong okay so if you're in a situation where you've been jilted you can use ochosi works very well um also for healing again like i said he's he deals with the herbs exclusively uh issues that are dealing with incarceration uh you can also do that same ritual with the arrows but you can use handcuffs and you can take the handcuffs you put the rum all over them and you throw the handcuffs away you're telling ochosi i removed this 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 bondage and this trap from me okay so remember spirits work in in symbology but you know for those who are in heavy situations where they may be facing incarceration you know you can work on it yourself but you can also call someone like me or call me if it's a situation that you're not confident about or don't have uh enough clear thought based on how closely connected you are to it to actually perform these rituals okay but uh again for those who are dealing with issues of incarceration healing justice trying to find the proper solution doing magic and rituals underneath the covers you know in a clandestine way ochosi is the way to go all right so again i thank you for joining me i am haru ya asana new uh check me out on facebook uh, Facebook forward slash Sadulu House. Like the page so that way you can get updated on what's going on. Um, and, you know, as far as the classes, I got some information coming out this week. Uh, well, actually, today or tomorrow, tomorrow dawning. So look out for that as well um, as far as what that's going to look like. But it's looking good so far. And again, thank you for all the emails and uh, keep the questions coming in as well as the feedback. It's all healthy. And until next time, peace.